everyone, and welcome to episode number 92 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by Allie. Oink, oink. Bera. Who is Barra? on mute. And Hello. Tristan. But <laughs> well, what, well, what are you supposed to do if Best Girl is a sentient mass of plankton inhabiting a corpse? Plankton. Bera, back to you. Bera, you missed your moment in the spotlight. Take it back. Um... Hello, and uh, I guess learn to love uh, uh, photosynthesis? Mm. <laughs> photosynthesis. <laughs> Plankton, we- 1% evil, 99% hot gas. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it is our annual tradition in which we discuss things that it came out in the, the, pa- the prior year. So it is obviously our 2021 year in review, though. Tristan did have to remind me earlier when we jumped on that it was in fact year in review 2021 and not year in review 2022 so already <laughs> off to a good start but um, what is time we changed it up a, a miserable bit, pile uh, of seconds <laughs> but enough we, we talk it up a lot how about you this 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 year because it's for, for a number of reasons um one our podcast is diverted from strictly being about games we at this time we typically be breaking down into categories and talking about things that came out this year and that's just not the reality anymore we talk about a lot of different things here we enjoy a lot of different things here we play a lot of stuff and read a lot of stuff and watch a lot of stuff from other years there are games as a service now that some of us play there are games in early access that won't come out for years but we're loving them there's movies we can't see because of covid mm-hmm. there's stuff that isn't getting made or getting delayed there's a lot of stuff going on so this is just a nice calm exciting and happy year in review where we just talk about things that we really liked this past year also bear Um, in mind none of us have been able to get our hands on a next gen console still no i have a ps5 now (laughs) (gasps) Allie, you (laughs) i mean i've played a um uh the the next gen xbox um at a friend's house and so I guess I'll uh, so so I guess that somewhat counts, um, but I mean, not to launch too far into it, but I do think what's interesting to me about you know the latest console generation and such is that like I feel that and this may just be because of my age and also because we haven't yet seen stuff that I have to get the new console in order to play, but like I, I just feel like there's such a backlog of good games for me to play from the previous generation or the or even the one before that that and nothing's coming out right here that I need to get the next Xbox on that like I just or the next version of the the Wii or the PlayStation since my girlfriend and I merged mm-hmm. houses you know we we are a three console household which is awesome but like there's just I have so uh, access to so much good stuff I don't know why I need to spend all this extra money when everything on Xbox Live is available to me. Like, you know, I, I would I be lying if um that I wouldn't be tempted to get the new console to play new Halo? Of course I would be tempted, but they're not even th- this generation isn't even making me make that Sophie's choice, you know? It's just like, yeah, you could play new Halo on your old system. And I mean, I I guess our our generation's over at this point, like and this is also, again, coming from the perspective of a man, of a man in his early 30s who, um, 
doesn't have as much time as I might have originally to play games. But also, I do genuinely think that it's just like, I'm just not seeing, like, so many killer apps where you've got to switch generations or become a, a retro gamer and not get any support. Like, Xbox Live is catering to me as an Xbox One owner right now. It's like flooding me with goodies. Like, why, why, why do I change? Um, does that make sense? Meanwhile, I'm on this side of the fence who would really love to play the new Ratchet and Clank, who would really love to play uh, the FF7 remake, the Integrate remake, who finally has a decent TV and who has a original PlayStation 4 with a failing disk drive. Yeah. Ouch. So I... Yeah. And I have... I just recently found a new GPU for my computer, so I'm like PlayStation 6 at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More like PlayStation... Yeah, yeah, that was such a wholesome but savage flex on us all. <laughs> okay, okay. See the size yes, of these yes. guns. We have our we have our PC gaming master racer over here. Yes, yes, all good. Yes. We well, we bowed to your technological superiority. There, yes, yes. But but I think Barrett raises a good point, and and I even having this card, right? The, the games you're playing don't necessarily take advantage of the power, and I feel like since the PlayStation Three, maybe. There really hasn't been a generation to me that like really leapt leapt out and did something crazy. They've been more and more incremental improvements. So, you know, and, and then games aren't coming out or they're coming out halfway mm-hmm. <laughs> for a couple of years before they really launch. Yeah. So there's all sorts of or games are coming out and then they're being supported for mm-hmm. years. Um, and, and I'll also say another thing, which is that, like, you know, the main reason why you were jumping generations in high school was like for graphics and such, right? Mm -hmm. And graphics and performance. And it's funny in that like games that have really like gobsmacked me haven't necessarily um, used that to the full, haven't necessarily used that to the full extent. I mean, or at least didn't need massive hardware to blow me away. Like for instance, like, you know, Red Dead 2 was like the most amazing thing I played in 2020 and I think one of the fair criticisms of Red Dead 2 is that it's a lot of just the same freaking um, Grand Theft Auto engine like yes it's huge and it requires a massive amount of a massive save file but is it like graphically blowing away no no is it art direction blowing away yes and like those western vistas etc but like you know it's not it's not like every little blade of grass type thing it's yeah, well, um, so like because... Hades which oh sorry go on Tris. Oh yeah, that's because good art direction trumps graphical fidelity every single time. Every single time. I mean, Hades is literally so compelling and is so pretty and the graphics are stuff that I think, you know, I mean, they certainly pop with my nice TV and and uh and with my Xbox 1, but could I see this thing like, you know, having run on something in 2010 or on the switch or on the switch you know it's like yeah which hardware on its display yeah because it has good art direction (laughs) yeah yeah art direction will like yeah it's it just it's it it slaps so so yeah i mean i also just yeah the 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 graphical arms race seems to have kind of like so i mean dishonored dishonored and dishonored 2 is another thing like not necessarily at the time when just came out, I guess the graphics were pretty high level, but like, you know, again, it's it's not a huge thing to write out. Is it still pretty? Yes, but again, we're talking about art direction and good game design here, um, 
and good good writing and like good writing, voice acting, art direction seems to really make a lot more than graphics. Anyways, I'm taking about too much oxygen. I'm gonna step back. <laughs> well, <laughs> as you take that big gasping breath, Barra. Um, no, that was I, me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, As you Allie. take that big gasping breath, Allie. Um, let's let's start, and again, we can talk about anything. It doesn't have to be a game. Uh, but let's let's start with the biggest surprise, one of your biggest surprise or biggest surprises of the year. And I'll pick mm. on, um, I'll randomly pick on Tristan. So yeah, my, pick on him. Pick on the nerd. I'm picking on you. So my biggest surprise of 2021, in terms of media and stuff, honestly. Um, would probably have to be No More Heroes 3. The fact that that game actually came out is a minor miracle, right? Like, it had been... God, how long... God, when did when did No More Heroes 2 come out? Too long. Yeah, way too freaking long. And this is after... Uh, already after... Um, uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer had, like, changed corporate overlords, and, you know, we had a little, we had a little bit with Travis Strikes Back, and a lot of us were kind of like, okay, this is Suda making a side project, you know, probably a last, a weird last hurrah for No More Heroes, and then 3 gets announced, and we're like, really? You're really gonna, (laughs) gonna make a third installment of no more heroes with the way the gaming landscape is now and yeah it fucking came out and not only so did it come out good. i it not only did it come out it came out with what, a like 20 minute like intro animation like how long is that intro anime for no more heroes 3 it's long so as hell fucking good it's so good um I, I will say, I think now that we have all three, I think the original No More Heroes is still my favorite No More Heroes. Like, three has some really nice game mechanics, and the storyline stuff is fantastic, but I miss having actual levels to explore. Yeah, I only played the first one, and it was, at the time, it was, maybe not for me, but I liked it. Yeah. I've I've heard things about the third one, which just seemed totally off the rails. So. Oh, it's not. I have nuts. a hard time with that. As I hold the first one so near and dear to my heart, but yeah. I just was so blown away by three. It, the fact that it really feels like he got to make the game he wanted to make, mm-hmm. and with such a huge like focus on like collaboration. Like, can you imagine? I forget the name of the the singer or the group, but like, can you imagine making a weird ass little song? about Travis Strikes Back or Strikes Again and then fucking Suda's like, hey, you want to make a song for No More Heroes 3? Right. It's for the noodle shop. <laughs> like, <laughs> how cool is that? Like, I think out of all, a lot of the, there's a lot of creators I like, but there's very few I actually really respect, like, as, I don't know, as like people in the industry who I think really actually care about their fan base. Mm-hmm and their community and like communicating with them and that's Suda. Yeah. The other I would say is Yoshi P. But yeah, we'll get to my screaming about Yoshi P <laughs> when it's my turn. Yeah. Well, I will I will also, I mean, while you have the floor, was there what was your 
surprise. I don't know if that's related, but uh, gosh, you know, I'm I'm not really sure. I right. kind of I guess I did a bad thing and went into everything I was excited for this year with high expectations. I guess I was surprised that my expectations weren't misfounded if that makes sense no i hear you no that's a, i mean that's <laughs> I that's, that's as good a, as anything no that's no kind of a lame answer but like i don't know i just i didn't interact with a lot of new games i guess another surprise to me was the fact that i didn't plow through death loop day one but mm-hmm. i don't know i'm kind of like i have it i'm very excited to play it but i feel like i just want to have it for like a rainy day and just really just sit down and stare at it for ages. I don't know, because I know as soon as I pick it up, I feel like it's going to be Dishonored, where it's the only thing I'm going to do for like a month. And I kind of just want to find a time where I have the time to do that. I hear you. Awesome. And how about you, Barra? I'm trying to think of like stuff that really snuck up on me this year. Um... You know what? I'm going to uh, I'm going to keep this one short because it's in my favorite list. But I will a hundred percent say that I was shockingly surprised how much I love Berserk. I knew it! I knew you were going to say <laughs> Berserk for this. <laughs> well, I mean, and again, I, I, I'm going to talk more when I just like go into it. But it was. Uh, it's becoming very fast one of my favorite pieces of media ever mm-hmm. and and I'm speaking of the manga of Berserk um, and uh, it's yeah like I want to teach a college class about it with my mentor and oh yeah I know that sounds crazy but like, I want to sit Bob down with it and be like this goes a lot of your same themes man let's yeah. let's bring you back for one more college course and have some fun together. It um, is up there with, like, Evangelion. And, like, this is a manga slash anime series that you can write whole college essays about. You can write yeah. doctorates about. And, yeah, and, and I mean, and I will, I'll pass the, the mic now to, to Dan because I will go off on it when it's when it's in the in, a, entry of my three favorite things. This mm-hmm. is definitely one of them. But, again, I just... Uh, it was I was I enjoy anime and manga and uh, I was but I, I was expecting to have something hit me the way like reading Greek myth or Camus has like hit me. Like it's uh it's it's a it's it's archetype it's archetypally beautiful. Um, and we'll get more into it. But uh, Dan, what surprised you this year? <laughs> well, I'm never gonna beat that. Uh, <laughs> my well, entry. sure you can. We just got to get you started reading. Berserk. <laughs> hey, you're in review 2022. Yep. <laughs> happen. Uh, but I, I, I will say that my biggest surprise for this year, which I think is popping up on a lot of lists as it relates to games, is Guardians of the Galaxy. It was. I, I just finished it recently, and it is just a really, really good game, like a solid game with solid game mechanics. Really, really good writing and story. Everything's pretty well polished. It's hilarious. And it's very much like Mass Effect. So if you like Mass Effect and haven't tried out Guardians of the Galaxy, I can't recommend it enough. Anywho. Uh, let's, uh, let's you know, uh, surprises aren't always good. So I guess in an effort to 
put this on the wayside so we can talk about the fun stuff towards the end. Uh, Ali, what were your biggest disappointments or disappointment of the year, if you had any? Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, I... I don't know, actually. Sure. I've been thinking so much about all the good things. I guess, uh, gosh, did the Mass Effect remakes come out this last year? I, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I just kept hearing really bad reviews of them, and it just made me sad all over again about what a dumpster fire the ending kerfuffle was about ME3. Right. And, yeah, just, I don't know. It's kind of just looking at, like, a thing you used to really it's like a friendship that you had that you really cherished and loved but by the end it got really sour and yucky and you're just like oh and then hearing that the remake or remaster whatever i get was it a remake or remaster i don't know uh coming out and then hearing that it was bad was just like i don't know kind of a kick in the teeth like Mm. oh well that's hmm i wanted to re-enjoy that but in in the same vein i'm really glad i didn't grow up with classic uh grand theft auto this year oh god (laughs) (laughs) like like i've i've never been a huge gta player and i'm right and this is the year i was super glad for that yeah yeah my uh, (laughs) my my parents wouldn't let me play any of the grand theft autos so (laughs) really yeah and i was too busy playing jrpgs baby game i i played in friends houses they were fun Oh yeah, I played them at friends' houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because yeah. you were a baby now, while to play the naughty games. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. So I also didn't grow up with them, and I'm equally glad that I didn't, because I also would have been equally disappointed. So I hear you. No, Tristan. same. Yeah. I was not allowed to play those games either. <laughs> the few um, times I did get to play those games, I think I was playing them wrong, uh, because I was obeying all traffic laws while driving around. <laughs> oh my god! Wasn't there like some like? I don't know if it was like Kotaku or something or Game Importer. Somebody's like, I tried to get my son to play GTA and he just followed all of the traffic rules. <laughs> it was cute. And then he, oh, he like tried to put out, a, he stole a fire truck to try to put out a fire. So cute. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, Tristan, while you're, while you're chatting along, how about you? What were your biggest disappointments of the year? So I would say gaming wise, even wise, are the things I actually picked up and played. Uh, that would probably have to go to the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Because, hmm. dear God, I really, really wanted to like these games. Right? Like, they're the new Ace Attorney games. They've got the new engine. They're gorgeous. They take place in, like, steampunk Victorian London. And... But for the magic just wasn't there for me. Like, like yeah, we got new characters. Yeah, we got to get used to them. But the cases weren't as engaging or as, like, mind-boggling for me. Like, there are mm-hmm. some crazy cases in the Ace Attorney series. With some real brain twisters you've got to work out. And, like, I, I've made a commitment this year that I'm going to go back. I'm actually going to like finish the second game because I couldn't get through all of it. I was, it, it just couldn't hold me. Um, cause there's a lot of good in those games, but they just don't have the same spark as the old ones. Yeah. And then for movies, it's really more of an honorable mention because I'm actually, uh, 
I would say I'm neutral on it, but uh, Matrix Resurrections. Hmm. Like, I still haven't seen that one. I haven't like, either. I, I, I really want to see it. Yeah, I am very neutral on that movie. Um, no, not going to get into spoilers because it's this isn't a spoiler cast for it, but um, as someone who remembers The Matrix online... I went into it knowing a lot more background than I think people who had never heard of or followed the storyline of Matrix Online. Hmm. Um, but it's just... Like, the best parts of that movie are seeing Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves back. Make They make Neo an actual character again. Yeah. I love seeing Carrie Ann Moss being... Like, obviously, you know, it's... A movie, she's going to look pretty done up in terms of like makeup and stuff, but she still like didn't look like they were trying to make her a sexy young twenty something, thirty something woman. Oh like, no, she looked like a mom, and it was really good. Yeah, but like, yeah. like the the music and the choreography and like the oh, choreography music and stuff was amazing. Was just just not as good as the old Matrix, and I'm like, like there's a lot of stuff I love in it, and a lot of stuff that I'm just like this just isn't as good. See, I think part of that, Tristan, might be because, like, and I was talking about this with um, my in-laws because I watched it with them, the Matrix movies did so much to revolutionize the way we think about choreography, especially fight choreography, Mm -hmm. that it's just really hard to see that, like, they can't reinvent the wheel. And then there's also John Wick. Like, now John Wick has come in and been like, oh, you thought that shit was good? Look at this shit. (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, the next even, thing, the next thing that Keanu Reeves stars in. Yeah, but I, yeah. I just meant like in relation even to the old Matrix movies, the soundtrack and fight choreography just isn't on the same level. I mean, and it just, I think, just made me sad. I, I, I'm very interested hearing both of your reactions, what I think about, it, and I think this seems like a very good future cast. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, I, I am curious though in terms of like you know the original Matrix held a very special place in my heart and i've seen it you know a number of different times as well too mm-hmm. and i say that's as someone who doesn't really rewatch a ton of movies like yeah movies that like i rewatch have, have like consistently re- like army of darkness is my favorite movie that i've watched probably the most of any movie <laughs> and i've probably watched it seven times i don't think i've actually hit double digits with it yep. um which again is just like not how i particularly enjoy it but um all that being said, you know, so when I said, like, I've seen Matrix, like, maybe three times, four times, you know, like, that's fairly significant for me on that on that scale. And I will still say that, like, uh, that it's, um, I'm cur- like, I'm sure it still holds up, but I'm also curious about how much it also comes in with just being, like, a really pivotal thing, I think, in all of our developments mm-hmm. in terms of how old we were, and that, like, it blew us away, it kicked new ground, it was, like, people like you know blowing up the system and being cool and awesome and we didn't realize it was a metaphor for the trans experience yeah that was actually my main reaction to uh, resurrections was i haven't rewatched those movies since the wachowski sisters came out you know i haven't either to be perfectly honest like it's really interesting reading like thought pieces on like what these films mean to trans people i actually read a really interesting one that talked about how like at the core, it's a story about coming out, and like, even though the two main characters are like presumably a cis man and a cis woman, like, they're still like, they're it's a love story, mm-hmm. which I love the fact that like 
resurrection just fully fucking embraced that. Like, oh, yeah. It's a love story between these two characters. And, like, it, it made me think of a lot of the times in college where we studied, like, what does the word queer mean to people? And, mm. like, you know, it's, it's a really complicated word, basically. But a lot of stuff about, like, a lot of people used to view queer as, like, you know, just bucking against the system. And that can mean the kind of relationship you have or... I don't know. It was just a really cool article. I'm going to have to find it for you guys. But yeah, do you, I'm going to do myself that favor and rewatch those films now with that context in mind because holy shit, that's going to be really different now. Oh yeah. And I can tell you like I, I can tell you guys the first Matrix movie? Oh yeah, super holds up. Yay. It does. I actually watched it recently. Yeah, it was good. The, the, the visual effects are not good, but it's an older movie, so obviously. Yeah. yeah. But but the movie itself holds up. Yeah, yeah. I will say I absolutely adored, like, the first third of that movie where, like, they talked a lot about the game industry and whatnot. Yeah. And, like... There was oh, a was lot so of meta good. commentary that was super great. It was so good. And I, I actually I... quite liked Neil Patrick Harris in it. I thought <laughs> he wasn't too bad in it. I know some people were kind of like not able to take it seriously because of him but i kind of think that's why he worked yeah also what a good name for a cat <laughs> deja vu yep also i i i adore i i i adore that neil patrick harris got to be in a matrix movie like yeah that made <laughs> me super happy. I, I, I like i haven't i have no evidence for this like i've, I've not seen any interviews where he got this, but I, I just can't imagine someone of like his age and and the project that he's chosen that he wouldn't just be like oh my gosh i'm in a fucking matrix movie (laughs) yeah Yeah, no i mean it's probably not the same level of you know henry cavill on the witcher but like it's probably pretty damn getting to live their dreams well henry cavill on the witcher gets to be like main character in like a video game series and like henry cavill is like not a casual nerd he's like he literally paints warhammer armies yeah did you see that did you see that interview where he talks with um Oh, it's this guy who plays Jaskier. As oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I in like the middle exactly of an interview on a talk show, and they just start talking Warhammer. Oh god, that's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I love everything about that. <laughs> My favorite thing of nerd thing of his is like when he puts together a computer, and he like live feeds it, and of course he puts something in backwards because everybody yes! does. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's always bound to happen when you're putting yeah. a computer together or just anything in general. Dude, I made this, like, Lego thing a couple months back. They had this, like, plant line, and I made the bonsai tree, and I put so many pieces on backwards because <laughs> I just wasn't fucking thinking. Awesome. Um, Bear, I am actually going to step in uh, on this one because uh, as we're talking about disappointments uh one of my disappointments this year actually was the second season of the witcher mm. what? yeah i can Wait, i didn't did love you it watch that in 2022 or 2021 2020 for next year's episode wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm not because I'm. It's it's so forgettable. I'm gonna forget to talk about wow! it. Wow! Oh. I'm gonna kick you in. No, I the peppers. I, I like the characters, um, but oh like, no, wait, just, no, it was 2021. Yeah, never mind. I like the characters, but like the story. I, and I don't. And admittedly, I haven't read the books or really played much of the games, so some of it is lost on me. Like 
background wise but i don't know it just felt like it was moving really fast there were a lot of weird threads and none of it really made sense and it moved really fast and mm-hmm. I, I like okay, the characters man, we get it things are too speedy for you <laughs> slow down so i like <laughs> i like the characters there's, there's three different timelines following each of the main characters you just gotta pay attention i know that's hard. <laughs> no, they didn't do that again this season thank no. god yeah. I will say my, uh, real quick there, Dan, my only real disappointment with The Witcher was the score, because mm. they changed composers. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's good, but not nearly as good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, the girl who plays Siri though, like, goddamn, great child actor. She got Holy chops. Crap. She has chops. Yennefer yeah. has chops. This, the whole cast is so good. Yeah, the cast is uh, good. Yaskier's hair, good. though, in like that first episode, he's back. Honey, no. That's bad. <laughs> That's a bad wig. Yeah, I don't like it. Awesome. And that was probably my biggest disappointment to talk through. So, so wait. Uh, I d- briefly got my headphones disconnected. Did you watch it in 21 or 22? Let's just it say 2021. Let's yeah. just say 21 to keep things easy. It came easy. out in 21, so let's pretend he did. Fair enough. Let's pretend no, no. I did. It's funny because uh, Lexi, uh, I was going to be including uh, a certain game I've been playing a lot on the list, and then Lexi pointed out that I started doing it in 2022. <gasps> but yes! I, I, I would scandal. say like just up until this time like whatever you've been doing up until know? this this divergence yeah. in the fair timeline. enough fair yeah. enough up until thank you thank you dan see darling <laughs> this is only this is only because i want to hear you gush about hades so, um. <laughs> well we're also gonna cast about it it's gonna be great yeah. <laughs> um but barra well, did you have any disappointments this year at all uh yes uh, i'm gonna throw in uh, a piece of media which is is that uh, i was extremely disappointed by uh dexter new blood um mm. and i say this as someone who was enjoyed the beginning episode like it wasn't episodes like episode or two like it wasn't like perfect but it was like i was a mark for what they were trying to do because dexter newblood is filmed in the pioneer valley like the the waitley diner is a big uh piece of oh it's a big location in it and like the waitley diner is just like up the road i have had grilled cheese cheeseburgers there so (laughs) Like I, so it's like, oh my gosh, I know all these local locales, and also it's not it's not set in Western Massachusetts. It's set in a fictional like upstate New York town. So it's like, oh, it's where I live, pretending to be where I grew up, and so that was fun, and I was a perfect mark for it. And also, I always like it when creators get to go in and like do new stuff with their work after times. And this is also the person who ran Dexter for the first four seasons, which the fourth season is the trendy killer one. So basically, the stuff where it was good, and then there was the slow decline to awfulness. Like, wow, this is the chance to be like, okay, now it works. And I haven't watched the finale, which everyone hates yet, but that's mainly because I was watching it with my partner, and she just thought it was just, it just like got to be too much for her. And Yes, it's not too much for me to not watch the finale, but it's just really bad. Like, Mm. it's just, like, there is so many just, like, bad writing leaps that aren't even fun. Like, just, like, throw logic out the window if it makes something, if it's going to do something cool or awesome. Like, I get gravity doesn't work in space. But you know what? I liked in the last in the last Jedi when they got to see the bombs dropping with like the because uh, like, that was fucking dramatic and okay, shit. I got, you know what? 
<laughs> okay, I've, I've got to mute myself if we're going to talk about that. <laughs> I'm not going to um, talk about any more of that. that. I'm just saying that, you know, like, I can deal with bad shit. But this was <laughs> a bad, bad, bad logic jumps. This Palpatine however, returned somehow! <laughs> I'm just picturing Tristan just yelling with his mic muted, like, just sitting in his room talking. Just crying. <laughs> this... This is the sort of shit that turns people to the dark side. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I've literally only mentioned it passing. In any case, unfortunately, though, so like I'm not a pedant if in the way when it comes to fun. But that being said, gosh, that was. <laughs> but that being said, this was just not fun. There's just like it was basically it's it's also. I mean, I will also take your violence and your grossness, especially when it's a show about serial killers. But just it was also like that without like being compelling sometimes and just like mm. it and it's it's careening into the most predictable, least interesting version of itself while also doing it in a convoluted manner that doesn't seem to that that, that um that isn't necessary. It's like it's basically like we're just gonna take the most like inelegant route to something where you have to do several jumps and it's your and the route is a destination that is obvious, cliche, and predictable, and doesn't really say anything. Like it's mm. just like it. It's kind of a. It's gearing up to be like a massive failure on multiple levels. Yeah. And again, I'm saying this as someone who, the where it was, where, where like I'm a mark for this and all these other things. Like a fun, mediocre version of this, I'll be like, this is fucking great. Honorable mention. Doesn't matter matter all the same, but I got to see Dexter Morgan punch someone's head off on the Hampshire College campus and then, like, throw their... and then beat their corpse against the wall saying, for social change! But no, that didn't happen. (laughs) Didn't happen at all. (laughs) It did not happen. Not happen. Did not happen. Uh... Also doubles down on a lot of weird, questionable psych shit from the previous thing as well. Can what? I can I can I ask something in content warning for uh, incest here? Does is are they still doing the whole thing with him and Deb? So there's like a yes and no to that. Ugh, bar. So the yes and no <laughs> is that because Deb is dead died Whoa. in the first season. The, the spoiler for Dexter, Deb died at the in is in the at the end of the of the first series. Um Oh, that's right. She did. I forgot because I erased the final series from my brain because it made me want to die. Exactly. It's, yeah, that bad. <laughs> it's really bad. So like Deb is dead and he doesn't talk lustily about her. Um and before you come in here is like, "Oh, she's his stepsister, etc." They were raised together. It's still fucking yeah, weird. No. It's actually like biologically even more weird. Um, Didn't they also and, date and in real a, life? They did. And they as were an married adopted person, if you were to come and tell me it'd be okay for me and my adopted siblings to date each other, I'd kick you in the dick and then rip your teeth out. Yes, no, no. And by the way, I was not saying that whatsoever. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying in general because there were people that did that on like Reddit and shit. They're like, well, they're not really that related or blah, blah, blah. No, like, they were fucking raised together. It's the same people who do this shit with Thor and Loki. From the Avengers. No! No! No, 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 no. They're like, but Loki's adopted. I'm like, I don't fucking care. It doesn't matter. It's gross. Also, these are the people people who say, who needs a blood-related sibling anyways? And you're just like, no, 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 no. 
no, no, get get out of my face. Turn around. Please stay 500 meters away from me. Ben, Washing my hands of you. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that Dexter is still garbage. Yeah. <laughs> the, the last thing I'll say that is, is that, like, so the dub plot, they don't mention at all any kind of attraction they had to her, but she is in his head as a ghost, which is fine if it was going to be interesting, but ghost slash go, but ghost Deb doesn't do more than just uh, berate him in uninteresting methods that don't really move the things along and aren't actually, like, providing, like, it's just like, and I feel bad because you know, again, both the those both of those actors are good actors. It's just you know, once again, like I, I don't understand how you can have one of the most notoriously bad finales, and then you get the opportunity to come back and fix it, and you st- and you still make something crap. It's just like, really? Did you like sit down and figure out what made the th- it work and what didn't? And then I don't know. It's very disappointing, and that's why. Dexter New Blood was my biggest media disappointment of the year. Let's go positive. And with now. that, all of the negative stuff is out of the way. Exactly. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and then there was much rejoicing. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> and, uh, In the frozen land of Nador, they were forced to eat all the extras from The Witcher. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. Yay! Yay. Uh, and now, I'm not even gonna... I'm just gonna open the floor up. Let's just talk about... Let's just have conversations about some of our favorite things from the year. Whoever wants to go can go. Can I go first? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be hard because I keep thinking of all the good things. Here's the not media-related thing that I alluded to in our preamble before we hit record. I got a weighted blanket for Christmas. <gasps> oh, nice. And it's the nice. greatest thing in the entire world. I sleep like a goddamn baby. <laughs> it's so good. It's so snuggly. Um, it's so snuggly and so soft. And it's like I have a pile of cats on top of me. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I, uh, okay. I, I really need see. to get one, but right now, like I said, also in the preamble before the cast started, I'm in the market for now having to get a replacement uh, heated mattress pad to the tune of like 200 bucks for a queen size one. And I'm just like, oh, you. no. Uh, some of the stuff that we've talked about is on my list of things I like. So I'm going to try to talk about things we haven't talked about. Uh, two are movies. One is a game. Ooh, uh, first and foremost, the most obvious one is Endwalker came out, <laughs> yeah. and it changed my goddamn life. 
Nice. I'm not. I'm not even joking. Like, okay, so first of all, this is the first time I played during an expansion's launch, and even though a lot of parts of it were messy in terms of, hey, semiconductor shortage, <laughs> what are servers? <laughs> um, my God. Uh, I. Yeah, I don't think I have felt this emotionally attached to a story and a group of characters in such a long time. It feels really good. And the thing that I really find impressive about this is, like, one of my biggest uh, holdbacks against getting into anything like an MMO for a long time was, like, well, I don't think I'll really get, like, attached to my character. Like, you hear... I have a lot of friends who came to Final Fantasy from WoW saying stuff like, yeah, you don't really feel important. It's always a story about, like, all the other cool characters. And then you were there, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, like, you feel like a really important part to this story. You get to know all of these characters that travel with you. Um, Some of the best music I have ever heard in a game is from this game. And... Masayoshi Soken is a fucking hero, fucking fighting cancer while composing the music for this shit. Um, yeah, I wonder if that probably. And honestly, and honestly, that might have actually. I mean, I hate to say the word helped, but that may have also contributed to how good the music is. It's yeah, like I think it really lit a fire under his ass. And actually, the um, are you familiar with the band The Architects, Dan? Yep. Uh, so he loves that band. Yep. And the current singer from the Architects sings the theme song for Endwalker. Oh, that's awesome. And he, it's one of his favorite bands. And what's the name of the singer who passed away? Oh, frick. I don't remember. Is it Tom or am I thinking of someone else? I have to double check. Um, but yeah, like a big part of Soken's inspiration was that singer. Um, which is just, again, there's... I mentioned earlier about how I have a lot of respect for Yoshi P and I think a lot of the staff just at Square Enix who work on FF14, they really engage with the community in a way that I think is really good and healthy and honest and it's just so nice and I've cried a whole lot when I played Endwalker and I'm definitely not leveling an alt to go through the cutscenes all over again and cry some more. Uh, just goddamn it I didn't ever think I'd fall in love with an MMO but I did and I guess the pandemic was kind of the best time to do it because <laughs> I if, was jobless for a very long time yeah if I was going to get into one of those I'm just they're just not my genre the MMO genre in general but if I was going to get into one just from the little I played it would probably be Final Fantasy 14 the other thing I learned the other day Allie Mm-hmm. Is that you can plug a MIDI keyboard into your computer? Yes, and play the... live music. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. So Bard has performance mode, and uh, just so you know, it's against terms of service to play non-Square Enix yeah. music, but people do it. They don't really care. Um, but yeah, no. Like people have crazy setups and whatnot for playing music wait, 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 with wait, like wait, actual wait, keyboards wait, wait. and stuff. Pause. Just, just so I'm clear here, I can plug a MIDI keyboard into this thing, and I can like play Paradise City to like people live and like a little concert thing. I know that's against mm-hmm. oh yeah, there service, are people who have no like snitches, little. I could do like a whole Guns and Roses keyboard tribute. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there are people who have like bands and orchestras and stuff. I've seen plays performed in this game. Yeah, with live bands. Yeah, it's wait, so has Hamlet cool. d- has someone done like Shakespeare in Final Fantasy fourteen? Probably. Yet? I saw one where somebody did. Um, I think it was it was a play that was featured in another Final Fantasy game. I can't remember it though. But yeah, just this game is so cool. Um, but enough gushing about that. My other two things, unless if somebody wants to step in and I'll come uh, back I, to my I, other I would, two things. My thought process, and again, like I, since Dan, you were, uh, this is uh, this is your setup. Um, so I'm wondering if you what vibe was. My thought was we were gonna like basically pa- pass around things we gushed about. Yeah. Um, and so that. All right, I'll pass the ball to Vera then. Okay. Huh. Um, but upon request from Dan. It wasn't explained <laughs> in 2022, but uh, yeah, Hades, what a game. What an incredible, beautiful, amazing game, and either I'm a lot better at that type of game than I thought I was, or also it just like, I think it's a combination of that, and also it's just like, it's, I normally hate grinding. I hate it with a fiery passion of a thousand suns, but boy, is like the combat in that so fun so creative so interesting and you combine with just like so much beautiful story and dialogue like i had to grind like nobody's business um, <laughs> to, <laughs> to like get through my to actually beat the game once and then it's clear oh by the way you got to go through it multiple you probably i don't even know how many times i have to go through it to get all story stuff and it's just like challenge a freaking accepted man let's go <laughs> but the real <laughs> The real question, though, sure, you may have escaped the underworld, but can you defeat the time trial of the composer? <laughs> oh, you mean the fact that the composer has, like, a ridiculous amount of split time because he's he is actually Zagreus and voices Zagreus? Yeah, basically. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> for, for those who don't know, the voice of Hades is, all, is also composed the music for it, and, uh... Was the voice like the vo- vocal director for everyone else's performances? Eddie is the best speedrunner of the on the entire uh, Super Giant team. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, Super Giant in general just has stellar voice acting. Oh yeah, and yep. music. The voice acting I... is great. It's uh, it's really amazing what you can do when you have a small team of really dedicated people who all love working together. Yep. And, and yeah, I mean, like, the direction and writing on his flaws. I'll also say, like, as someone who, like, adores Greek mythology and for who, for since, like, I was a small child, as someone who's, like, you know, where the Odyssey is still my favorite book, um, it's, it gets a lot of details and also, like, the spirit of, um, what makes those stories compelling, uh, it gets in ways that a lot of media doesn't. And, it's interesting that, like, when I saw a documentary, it talked about how they decide to, you know, keep in mind that, like, to make the gods more, more racially, more racially diverse, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, like, the Greeks worship because there's the gods, not because they look like them. But here's the funny thing: I didn't notice it, and that wasn't because I wasn't seeing that they were black or that they didn't have. It's just that you know, when you look at Greece histo- when you look at um, Greek uh, Gr- Greece historically. When you see both the people who are like the descendants of the of the Greeks, and also like things like uh, vase painting and such, like they don't, you know, one of the things with art, which again they did not fully do this. They when is is that you know like the Mediterranean was a racially diverse place, and mm-hmm. 
no one has hardly what it has no one has pale white skin like it's <laughs> and also i mean like our whole picture of row of greece and rome are these excellent english actors doing things which you know england's a great place but if you look at vases of people which again this isn't what hades is but just like a pet peeve of mine like everyone has a long face if you're mm-hmm. like a number of like and if you're like around like a number of like greek people it's like it's longer faces longer noses eye features it's just like it's different than a irish person and that's fine every hmm. the world is beautiful and diverse so i guess that that's a long way of me saying that when haiti is choosing to make the game more diverse to me felt a lot more real to like what a hodgepodge of the mediterranean would feel and what people were worshiping than mm-hmm. than um than just like everyone looks like an english or irish actor which is the normal view of it so like them trying to modernize to me made it feel actually a lot more relatably. I love Greek. that. That's cool. You know. Can I interject here? You real can Sarah? interject all you when want. When are you going to do your playthrough with Bob? <laughs> That's the other thing. I I don't know if Bob will do video games with me, but um, he did do Death Fest with the Plum, and I I was we were record, writing to each other recently, and. Uh, you know, he was he was t- he mentioned his demise at Death Fest, so maybe maybe I can get Bob to play through it. Please. <laughs> oh my God! It's just like, uh, yeah, that would be that 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 would be absolute that would be absolutely delightful. <laughs> uh, well, but yeah, so I'm so glad you liked it. Oh, so I, much. I love it, and. Uh, we're we even though I'm gushing about it here, I really want us to do a full spoiler cast on it because there's just from the relationships to the combat to the unlockables, like it makes dying in a game fun. While at the same yep. time, you want to beat your run every single time. Um, yeah, I mean, so so yeah, sorry, did I was just gonna I was just gonna say, and now that you've played this one, um. You have to play the next game back in the BAFTA Awards, which is Outer Wilds. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, oh, shit. Dan mentioned this, and he loved it. And, yeah, no, I have to play Outer Wilds. <laughs> hey, you, you'll like, you're going to like Hades a lot more than Outer Wilds, but I still recommend it. Anyway, well, sorry, I digress. I, mean, I, I, I think Hades is going to come is, – is an all-time fantastic is, – is a truly an all-time great game because everything from, like, the story to the direction to this impeccable voice acting – to you know, impeccable voice acting, um, knowledge of history, dramaturgy, and just like, but it's also just like as a game, it is mm-hmm. so fun. Like <laughs> it is in the the combat, the different ways you can do it, the different way the boons you can get, and how they interact. It is just like the tactical thought process you have to have. Okay, what what plot, what pathway are we going here? It's just like it is so fun. Bear, I forget what other uh, super giant games have you played. I have played no other super giant games except. <gasps> I've heard Bastion is great. I should play Bastion. I'll play Bastion and then probably. They're all Yards. good. Uh, the only one I haven't played is Pyre. Yeah, Pyre's okay. Uh, I, uh, Hades is definitely their best, in my opinion. Yeah. Bastion and yeah. Transistor are both also fantastic. Transistor's one of my top five games of all time. It, it's one of the reasons I bought a PS4. I need to give that game another shot because I never really gave it a fair shake when it came out. I just kind of like played a little bit, bounced off of it, and didn't go back to it. So, Dan, do you have anything you want to say about Hades uh, that you don't want to say for the Hades cast? Nope. 
<laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah, that I'll, was I'll... one of my favorite things of twenty uh, of of twenty twenty one. Tactically twenty twenty two, but we're bending it because it's so good. Time is an illusion. Yeah, that is the other thing. It's lunchtime. Really, things have just so. mashed together since the pandemic in an uncomfortable way. Yeah. Um, that's all I'm saying. I, 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 I'm about to be 34, and I feel like I just turned 32. <laughs> I hear that. All right, Barra, who are you passing the ball to? Okay, uh, I'm going to pass the ball to Dan Zarzicki. Okay, sounds good. And I'm going to talk about my first favorite thing, which is, um, and I'm not going to get into the metaverse or any of that other crazy stuff, but this year was the year that I picked up a VR headset. Uh-huh. Yay! And I did it pretty early on in the year. So my favorite thing of the year is Half-Life Alex, but I would I would extend that to just VR in general because again, metaverse stuff notwithstanding, <laughs> Facebook stuff or meta stuff notwithstanding, the I think VR is like the next step uh-huh. maybe for games past like the consoles increasing graphical power vr is like if you've never played vr you don't get it until you play vr kind of thing yeah and it's it's insane and half-life alex is just an absolutely incredible game from start to finish the best unfortunately i think it's the best implementation of vr as of yet and probably will be for a while so it's kind of like you play that and then you're like well Uh Nobody else would devote this many resources to a VR game, so I guess I guess that's right. it well, for I now. Think, until yeah. Well, I think I, I talked last year about um, Star Wars Squadrons mm-hmm. in VR mm-hmm. and how it had a perfect moment where the first time I played it with my uh, PlayStation VR it was the first episode you play in an X-wing, mm-hmm. and in that episode they run you through a whole pre-flight checklist. While yeah. you are sitting in an X-Wing with your yeah. VR headset in. Yeah. And you can look behind you and you can see them lowering in your astromech droid. And you can see all the controls and all the dials and all the switches. And you can see them light up. And it was just like... It's it's those perfect little moments that I think VR really shines. Mm-hmm. Is putting you in a place that can't physically exist and yep. letting you experience something that normally you couldn't yeah in such an but immersive fashion half-life alex is the craziest one of those it's it's absolutely amazing so i'll have to once omi omi is on its way out assuming there are no other variants or other things going on i'll have to have people over to definitely um, yeah, try should, it out. I, I, yeah. w- I would love to do that. Um, also, would love to see you and, and your partner. Oh, Pepper! Oh, uh, yes, my, my dog is being beautiful and whiny, and I, I, I will bring bring Isha to as well. Um, by, Perfect. By the way, you introducing Isha to milk bones was a breakthrough. It's now one of uh, one of his favorite treats. And, uh, <laughs> oh, like dog crack. <laughs> Darling, isn't that right? Isha loves the milk bones. I'm telling Dan that he introduced Isha to milk bones, and now it's one of his favorite treats. Aww. Also, our well, I, dog comes over all the time, and we feed milk bones. It's one of the things that he likes to getting up in the morning. I perfectly, I perfectly planned what treat I was going to pick up Always at the store. So. Uh, but in terms of have like Alex, it's interesting that you mentioned that like you know this is kind of the breakthrough because for me, 
one of the things where I was the breakthrough. I'm like, wow, directing in games can make it so that the game itself is just like, I don't know how you top it with a movie adaptation because it's taking mm-hmm. advantage of it. Was Half Life Two, like that first scene yeah. where like you are just being chased by the combine and you have no weapons and before that you're just going through this dystopian hellscape and getting mad about it and then finally when you get a crowbar it's like yes i can finally fight these fuckers um it's so good and with and so i guess it's like why wouldn't it be that same team that uh is able and that same series which is able to like use directing to uh take the new technology at the other level i i will say this though and that like there's a little VR headset with like you know a base for an Oculus and like a basic kind of like fantasy game thing that uh, in in development that I played when I was visiting um, my girlfriend's relatives out in uh, out in Oregon and it was fun and enjoyable but I still had the same experience I had when I was like over at Tris trying out your PS VR where like I got motion sickness after a bit of time yeah. mm-hmm. like yeah. it was about of. I guess the question is that, like, did you still experience that after a time where, like, you couldn't just, like, binge it because you got the sickness? Was was that also No, not thing? the sickness. You, you you need to take breaks just because it's so, it's so immersive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to just give yourself a yeah. break. But um, the, it's also most of VR games now happy. have new controls. Have what? New control options oh. for people who get motion sick. Yeah. And g- games where you have movement control tend to work better for those than something like a Star Wars Squadrons, for example, where you're in a cockpit of a ship, so if you're going to get motion sick, you're going to get motion sick. Right, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is that, like, I discovered recently that um, uh, I have astigmatism, and my eyes got a lot worse in the pandemic, so now I am on glasses gang, which, wait, I told you all of that in wow. the chat. Yep. Yeah, um, it's, it's wild. So you're a sexy can, librarian now. Yeah, got it. Definitely sexy librarian <laughs> mode. No, wait, you're a sexy news boy. Um, I'll, I'll say, have you not seen pictures of me with the, with the glasses yet, Ollie? No. I, I'm, I'm going to send one to the cast now. But Ooh. that being said, okay, uh, it's got smolder. Smolder in three, two, smolder. Um, but that being said, I, I I do wonder if, like, me experiencing VR without glasses because of my astigmatism, which astigmatism, your eyes are fine. You just need to they're get weirdly shaped so you just have to continuously adjust whether that made the mm-hmm. vr experience worse so maybe i, I can will see that more if um if i have gla- if i have glasses or contacts yeah so can fit over yeah the set. yeah i i can see that being a factor but also like dan said some games are worse for it than others mm. you do also I, the other thing you also typically have to take a break every so often because the headset is heavy yeah and it's mm. usually front heavy you know so it is a weight kind of on your neck that you gotta, and it gets and it gets sweaty and fogged up if you've been yeah, on it too yeah. often. And... I'm I'm going to I'm going to rip the cord on my own category so we can keep moving because um, we have a couple more things to go through for each of us and pass the ball off to of Tristan. Okay, so one of my first entries here into uh, favorite things of this last year and try and do something that I know other people won't talk about. Uh, honestly, Persona 5 Strikers mm. came out this year. And it's the first one of those, like, Warriors-style games that actually kept me going. Nice. Um, normally, Very like, cool. those games are all spectacle. And so, like, for the first, like, two hours you're playing, you're like, oh, man, I'm just, like, 
mulching guys. This is nuts. The spectacle of this is so great. But then the repetitive gameplay loop just kind of drags you down. You're like, man, I'm doing a whole lot of stuff. But man, these missions are taking forever. Um, but P5 Strikers is, it's, it's a Persona 5 sequel that is a Persona game that simply uses the combat mechanics of a Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. And it has the added benefit of also being a broad trip with your crew. That's cute. So so the whole thing is you're all like packed up in this great in like basically a Winnebago and you're on summer break and you're going from place to place like solving the mysteries. Okay, so they really are just the Scooby Gang. They <laughs> really are just the Scooby Gang. Um and so again, like like P5 was and P5 Royal was great because you know, in the middle of pandemic, when you couldn't go anywhere or do anything, that game was a wonderful hang-out-with-your-friends simulator. Mm. P5 Strikers comes out, and it's a wonderful go-on-a-road-trip-with-your-friends simulator and go to all these fun places and have all these fun wacky battles. Um, I love it. It also, it also gives us, I think... The second adult character who can actually use a persona, and the first adult character who can use a persona who isn't a villain. Hmm. And his his style is also like super, like super cool to play as. Um, one of the cool things in P Five Strikers is that each character plays with a different fighting style. And has different unique skills. So, for example, like like Yusuke is a counter character. He's all about counterattacking. Uh, Anne can add uh, fire effects to all of her attacks. Uh, Ryuji is he's a brawler. He gets in there and can is really good at like crowd control. It's it's a wonderful little addition onto it in the vein of great persona add-ons you know in the vein of the dancing all nights and like p4 arena and all that stuff so that made me that that was a wonderful pleasant little surprise and has been very enjoyable nice nice let's um Let's keep moving at the same order so people have like equal time okay. to talk. So shoot it back to Allie. All right. Well, uh, I just realized one of the things on my list of like three things that were good and made Allie happy this year are things we've done cast about, which are Dune and the Green Knight. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yep. So I'm going to pick my other thing, which was Pig. Oh, yes. Uh, the Nicolas Cage movie. Uh Wow, I actually so I just rewatched it recently because I watched it with my in-laws during Christmas, and just it's such a beautiful film and so heartbreaking, and I really mean it unironically when I say Nicolas Cage is an amazing actor and that I adore him. He just puts his whole like heart and soul into whatever he does, and it's just 
so good, and I'm loving this trend of him being able to make weird but exciting <laughs> and interesting movies. Like, we had Mandy, we had The Color Out of Space, and now we have Pig. And it's kind of funny, because going into it, the way that it was sort of presented, I think, to not just myself, but a lot of people was, oh, it's John Wick, but it's a pig instead of a dog. And not really, not at all. Yeah, like, it's yeah. a more somber and like thoughtful and slower pace but like that isn't to say there isn't violence but like it's not john wick but a pig i mean it's funny so i also thought that what that's what it was Allie, and i saw it on a plane very recently coming back from oregon which interestingly enough you know it's set in oregon so and i'd gone there for the first time and so there was definitely fun to skip those little easter eggs and like and uh, tap Lex and I'm like, wait, does this exist? It's like, yeah, no, there's totally, that's totally a thing. And I knew they were going to do this because there are like little like tunnels under the city and such. Um, but I was, yeah, expecting like Nicholas was like, where's my truffle pig? And then just like, <laughs> go, like fucking cutting people with a meat cleaver and shit. And yeah, there, there's violence, but even the violence is like a bit understated. And the movie is really about grieving and sadness and cooking and what good food can do is like for memory and love and healing and uh yeah yeah it's it's all about like grief and how we do or don't deal with our grief and it's just it's amazing well that was like my most anticipated thing for most of the year and then it fell off because i couldn't watch it anywhere and now it's back on the top of my list again so thanks everyone yay Yay! you're not gonna regret it you're gonna like it also totally down for actual for for pig cast it's it's very good pig cast yes yes the pig Pig cast cast. it's a short movie too like it's like about an hour and a half or so it's it's uh oh perfect yeah no that's the thing i also really loved about it is it's just it's perfectly paced it it doesn't drag on. It doesn't feel too short. It's just, it's so good. Nice. Well, that's awesome, Allie. And I'm, well, we already talked about Dune and Green Knight, but that's awesome that yeah, they were on your those list. those are my here. other things. Awesome. I've also been replaying Goose Game, Hong Kong. <laughs> Hong Kong and Goose. Hong Kong and Goose. <laughs> Which is always a best of any year. Um, Vera? Vera, uh oh, oh no, I'll, I'll go ahead and I, I, I muted, he might be I muted. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, so I'm just trying to to go through here on uh, and yeah. think of, like th- there's a lot of honorable mentions that I'm excited to get yeah. through here too. Um, but uh, I'm actually gonna mention something that uh, I haven't really raved to you all about much, but is something that I really like and is really smart, which is, is that I'm uh. Uh, people should not sit on Young Justice because uh, it's a television show that uh, Greg Weissman, who did Gargoyles, does, and it's basically an animated DC universe. Um, so, so the DC, so like Superman, Batman, etc., focused on like the younger at the beginning, the beginning, focused on the younger characters in that thing. Like you know, your 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 Robin, your side, your Robin, your um. Uh, your Miss 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 Martian, etc. Your Kid Flash. Um, but what they a new season came out, and one of the cool things about it is that Young Justice started ten year was first premiered ten years ago, 
and then it canceled, got canceled, and then when DC got a streaming service, they're like, hey, Greg Weissman, do you want to actually finish an arc of an animated TV series for the first time ever? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg was like, I sure do! So it's not finished yet, and we'll see if it gets renewed for season five, but uh, he got at least two seasons to do that, and uh, three was, you know, it was good. It was, yeah, I have Young Justice back, but like it was like kind of touch and go. But four has been an absolute masterclass in terms of like pacing, great stories, great development. And one of the things that make it work, makes it work really well is that the characters have aged 10 years in the, in the continuity. Mm-hmm. Like they have... They, they, he has totally played with and leans into the fact that there's been 10 years of development and growth. And that seems like a blink of the eye on the one hand, but as people who have really, you know, like now have 10 years of post-college of post-college lives under our belts, um, like that's, uh, and so it's more, it's like, it's a, it's interesting. It's, it's, it, it, it's a lot of fun to see it to play with that and to go with it. And also because of that time and now because it's on streaming, it now has the ability to get a lot more dark and a lot more violent. And they use that not as a thing to be a shitlord, but as a way to actually like tell more, even more compelling stories that really lead into that character development and sense of maturity. Um, so it's great. If you like superhero material, this is probably the best stuff that's being made out of here. And yes, I know the MCU is happening. I love Marvel, but I said what I fucking said. If it's not called Into the Spider-Verse, um, I don't think anything's really better that's come out recently. So Nice. Yeah, it's very good. Young Justice. Exactly. High recommends. Um, it's it's a dining amount of stuff to go through it, but um, but yeah, it's a, it's it was an absolute been an absolute treat to see season four just be like this perfectly elegant thing. Cool. Passing the torch. Awesome. Well, my next uh, recommendation is actually a music album, um, mm. which is it, it came out late in 2020, but I really just started listening to it in 2021, and I think it's just a good thing to listen to um, during the. It's a nice pandemic album for me, at least. It's a band I've liked for a long, long time, and this is uh, the band's Fleet Foxes. I don't know if anybody here listens to them. I know Fleet Foxes. Yeah. So their most recent album is called Shore. Like a beach, like on a beach, mm. sure. And it's just a really nice album. They're sort of, it's a little bit more modern production than some of their other stuff, which is pretty folksy and old school. Um, but it still has the Fleet Foxes vibe. Really nice introspective album um, that I listened to quite a bit this year. I feel like this year for me musically was dominated by them, and I listened to a crap load of Japanese breakfast. But I'm going to. I'm going to give the wreck to Fleet Foxes uh, this time around for my next favorite thing of the year and recommend people give it a shot. All right. And I'll pass the torch to Tristan. All right. So surprised no one else brought this up Um, yet, but okay. One of the other favorite things of 2021, Resident Evil 8. (laughs) That's in my honor. that, That actually was in my honorable mentions. Definitely, like, definitely best game that, that came out this year for me. <laughs> like, like, great enjoyable game, and even even beyond that, just just what it did in in sort of bringing certain um, proclivities to the forefront of society and the discussion. <laughs> 
A lot more people are now into very, very tall ladies than were open about it before. I mean, yes, no. She can step on me any day. Well, she can't because I'm in a committed relationship, but if I was <laughs> I mean, she could still step on you. You'll just be conflicted about it. No, no, she can't. Or, what are you going to do? Tell her she can't step no, on you? Because, uh, no, if she wants to step on you, she's going to step on you. No. You have no say in the matter. I mean, yes, but then my girlfriend would kill her, and then I would. <laughs> I'd actually, I'd actually like to give a shout out to my one of my really good friends who, before Resident Evil came out, was and this ties into Hades, was telling me about how much he wants uh, Megara to step on him. So, oh, Megara is like, yeah, uh, yeah, basically, basically everyone I've ever good dated. choice, fantastic. Oh. <laughs> uh. I have a type, and the type is Yandere. <laughs> <laughs> Anything uh, else that you want to say about the Oh, the yeah. Village? I, mean, I mean, coming out when it did as a wonderful successor, a spiritual successor to RE4, but it was also nice having another... another story set in the RE universe separate from all of the other kind of wacky bullshit which like like cause here's the thing is that we've already gotten now like remakes of RE2 and 3 as well so i feel like i feel like capcom is really kind of doing some serious justice to the franchise as a whole and i really like the direction they're going in and if the continuing finger quotes storyline keeps going in the same vein as they've been going with seven and eight. I think we're going to keep getting some really good resident evil games. Uh, special shout out to chapter two house Beneviento. Yes. Oh God. Is that the dollhouse? Yes. I keep hearing yep. how there's a spooky dollhouse. Yeah. That's Here's the one. A- the well, is is a spoopy dollhouse, but there's something in the dollhouse <laughs> in particular. Oh yeah, that's fucked up. I remember that. Oh yeah, that's super. <laughs> I, I will say that I that um uh, house the, the dollhouse house Baviento was definitely my favorite. Um, I also think that was there that I really realized that um resident that at least not in New Game Plus, um with like the current. With playing on normal difficulty, it's a puzzle game with shooting aspects rather yeah. than a shooting mm-hmm. game with puzzles. And once <laughs> yeah. you realize that, then you start having a lot more fun with it. Because if you're, sure. if, it, if it feels, because there's a lot of stuff with four, but f- like similar to four, but four was a shooting game with some puzzles. A great shooting yeah. game, but this is not, a, like, it's just like pretty soon you are just like mowing down enemies until, unless they're like enemies that kill you puzzle style. And then yeah, so that's the, that. And again, I am very curious to play it with new game plus stuff at some point where you do where combat is actually more threatening to you. But as a puzzle game with shooting in it, it is still great and a lot of fun. Yeah. And pitch perfect art direction that hits the most in the dollhouse. House Beneviento. Oh yeah, I'm also just just really glad to see that at least one horror game franchise. And one of the classic ones is at least getting some attention, you know, unlike we yeah. poor Silent Hill fans. 
what's that? Haven't had a good game in over 20 years, and franchise is basically dead except for pachinko machines. Hit the lever. Pull the lever. Hit the lever. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Konami. Fuck you so hard. Sideways with a rake, if possible. Um, Allie, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up? I know you kind of some of your stuff was already talked about in other podcasts, but I'm just I'm just going around the horn here. I'd like to hear you talk more about Dune or Green Knight or go into your honorable mentions. Any of those things would please me, Allie. But you are you. Do you want a minute? Well, I guess so. Uh, oh, go for it. I I don't know if I ever talked about it on the cast, and it didn't come out in 2021. But I finally started watching The Expanse last year, and oh, holy nice. shit, that show is oh, good. yeah, it is so good, so good. Just, wait, yeah, wait, is the new season started? I have... Yeah, it has, but I'm not caught up yet. Ah, shit, I'm that still pretty far behind. Me. That's another thing I gotta keep watching. I am so far behind on things I need to watch. Yeah. Nice. Anything you wanted to say about it specifically? Just, I love it, and I love Josephus Miller. I miss him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Miller was the best character. He was my favorite. I mean, I really like all of them, to be oh, honest. Oh, they're all even great. Amos, even though Amos scares the shit out of me. Amos, Amos, Amos grows on you, though. But Amos is so good. Amos He's so good. He's so my favorite. I love him. Yeah. A- Amos is the character who, when you first meet him, you're like, oh, is this guy going to go full like sociopath and ruin everybody? Uh, but the more, as it goes on, Amos just gets better and better. Well, Amos is yeah. someone who just, like, doesn't have a conventional built-in sense of morality and guilt, but knows that right. and then compensates for it. Um, right, and, and thankfully, he's around James Holden all the time. Well, no, but, so he... it's, but it's, remember, it's not Holden who he pays he to. It's, of, uh, gosh, who's his really hot girlfriend? They're all, it, it, it's a show full of hot people, but um, yeah. darn it. What's her name? Naomi, yes. Naomi is his compass. Um, yeah. But no, he's he's great. Did, did you, any, did, uh, Ali, have you gotten, or Tris, have you gotten to the part where, um, uh, where he said, where, um, uh, where Amos says, I'm not, what, what, you're not that guy, I'm that guy? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of the best Amos moments. Such it's a, a moment you can see it. coming. <laughs> I'm that it's guy. a moment you can see coming, and you're so glad it does. <laughs> Yeah, the swift Amos Justice. So good. Um, My little famous Amos. Famous Amos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Awesome. Yeah, expands. Well done, well done. Vera? Uh, so I gushed about a lot of it before, but um, I'll just go a little more into the, you know. Berserk is really, 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 really good. Uh, it's yeah it it really hits you like a uh it's it's just a quality work of literature um barra yeah barra would you say it hits you like a huge slab of iron too raw and unrefined to ever be called a sword pretty much and the greatest thing about berserk is that it's yes it has all these crazy monster battles and a guy wielding a giant sword and a gun in the hand. And that and it does that better than I think nearly anything else. And that's not even what makes it special. What makes it special is no. that it's about 
a person recovering from trauma and the hard road and setbacks that that goes and also just and then just like trying to live as like a healthy individual and come through that and it's it's great it's good like first but like okay you need to pr- it's about it really is like showing this person is about like prioritizing relationships and how in the end it's not actually you can't even do it on your own you have to do it with no. the help of community and other people it's like it's so good it's so good <laughs> it's so good and the art style is beautiful and i mean you know kentaro mira like the movie i want to see from berserk isn't an adaptation it's literally the uh the tolkien biography which i haven't seen but it looked good basically that style thing where it's focused on just like a story about the author because literally you're also seeing someone's work, masterwork of they started it when they were 22 they finished it when they're dead at 54 and like that someone was working that amount of time growing as a person or at least i assume growing as a person because there's a lot of growth on the page and also mm-hmm. clearly growing as an artist is um it's special it's really well, there are also several reading it well we also lost several years to him playing idol master games but that's <laughs> Wait, did you talk about that? No, no, but it's um, one of the running jokes of the community is that man, Berserk would have finished by now if the Idol Master games hadn't come out. Wait, do we even know if you liked Idol Master or not? Like- we do, um, and a whole bunch of the really long hiatuses weirdly coincide with Idol Master game releases. <laughs> Well, you know what? Like, allow... <laughs> let people take their joy where they want. <laughs> <laughs> also, I should say um, that, uh, you know, and we'll get more into it when we do a proper Berserk cast, but uh, there's also, uh, like, actually really, especially when I think it came out in the fucking 90s, like, sex work positive in a way that's like good and modern and not gross it's like wow like how did you actually nail this Kintaro Mira but he did it's yeah, actually he... really good in like a good nuanced and excellent way like basically one of the heroes of the arc is this like sex worker lady who like keeps her group of fellow sex workers safe and such and it's it's great it's oh, yeah. really really good well, well, but also, cool. also one of the worst characters is a member of her group. Well, but but then that's also but, about growth and forgiveness too. It's yeah, like it's why it's so good. Because <laughs> the moral isn't but, that she's very trivially bad. It's that people have to grow and change and like yeah. take the love that's in their lives. It's like, oh my gosh, damn you, Mira. Also, also having an actually like believable romance between Guts and Casca. Oh no! I mean, like, like during the Golden Age arc, it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, also like, I mean, yeah. There's also arc where it's like guts, go, guts versus the Spanish Inquisition, and it's just like, <laughs> yes. I, uh, Nobody expects this? the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Wait, why are you pointing your arm at? Boom! <laughs> High off forces, bitch. Uh, yeah. No. Um. Uh, Really great on so many levels, genuinely moving, generally deals with a lot of themes of trauma and loss and healing and uh, humanism that is uh, that's great. Um, I cannot recommend Berserk more than, than yeah. 
All the yeah. trigger warnings, though, as per usual. Um, as, oh, yeah. And, like, it's like, if you, yeah, there is. If it, you can imagine <laughs> bad shit happening to someone, it happens, it happens to someone in Berserk. It does. And, and the fact. Usually that, guts. Yeah. And, and the fact of the matter is that, yeah. So, like, especially. Yeah. So, especially with sexual violence and stuff, like, it does use it within the narrative to tell a very good and compelling story. But literally no shame to skip it if that's something that you do not want to see. Right. And that's. Or he gets like, that's totally fine and legitimate. Um, because, yeah, it's there. And I think it serves purpose within narrative. But, like, you know, you don't, you know, the, you, you do not have to expose yourself to that. And there's also other great, wonderful works of art where it won't be in your face like that. So, right. that's full, right. th- fully love Guts. it, but full trigger warning. And it's okay if that's, if you don't want to deal with it. Oh, yeah. Guts regularly fights monsters that want to kill him, rape him, and eat him. Not necessarily in that order. Sometimes all at once, and that's just Monday. <laughs> With that, I'm going to pass the torch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> Danny's Danny's a moment to recover. All right. Um. Uh. So I'm going to quickly rattle off my honorable mentions. Um, we don't have to discuss them, but these are three games that I recommend people check out. First one is Halo Infinite. Very good. Second one is Inscription. Just trust me on this one. Oh my god, I wish I could play that game. I want to be able to play that game so much. Third one is Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Awesome. I was hoping somebody would bring up Chicory. Did you see the did a speed run of it at AGDQ the other day. It was so good. Oh, I, I saw that. I saw that they did. I didn't actually get the chance to see it, the speed run, oh, but I'll check it out so on the VOD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Really fun one. Really fun game. And very, you can kind of make it your own, which is awesome. Anyway. Um, and then for, I'll, I'll wrap up my favorite stuff. I couldn't round down to three, so I have four. Um, one of them is not a game, but sort of a game, which is, this year I did a lot of dungeon mastering for Dungeons and Dragons, and I've just been having a huge blast with that, um, as well as playing. Tristan knows we're in a group yep. together, but I'm speaking specifically about running a couple of different campaigns. One a little bit more dark and violent, and the other one a little bit more with intrigue and mystery and heists and things like that. And I can't recommend playing with friends enough. It's Dungeons and Dragons. It's a ton, ton of fun. Um, never been a better time to get into it because there's tons of resources out there for new DMs and Curse of Strahd and the Waterdeep Dragon Heist are two really, really nice campaign modules that I would recommend you play. The other one, just to wrap things up, which I won't spend a ton of time on, is um, have any of you played Valheim or heard of Valheim? I, I tried Valheim. I liked it. I had a bunch of friends get it's... really upset. Yeah. That's the... <laughs> That's a survival game, right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've heard of it. I haven't really seen a lot of it. Yeah. So, Valheim was, like, an interesting one. Like, I didn't get it as addicted as I'm hearing or reading into that your friends maybe did, Ali. Um, I, though I do yeah. also have friends who got really into it. <laughs> but I was playing with some of those friends for a while, and it was just a really, really nice, cathartic escape. The music's incredible. And just, like, you could just, you could just put, like, the Meadows song on for, like... 10 hours straight and i'd be i'd be a happy person um just a really nice like experience 
survival stuff is nice. Base building is really fun. And there's just a lot of wacky situations you can get yourself into. Um, and I just thought it was an amazing thing. And it's not even finished yet. It's one of those early access things. So there it is. Anyway, those are my favorite things from 2021. I'm going to move it to Tristan now. Yep. So uh, for my quick honorable mentions, again, Inscription. God, I wish I could play that game. I've just been following Let's Plays of it. And I, it's not the same. Oh, God. That game looks so interesting. And, and the deck building looks so cool. <laughs> there seems to be so many fun, wacky strats you can pull off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also want to give a shout-out to Metroid Dread. Mm. One of the best Metroid games we've had in a while. I still don't think it's as good as Metroid Fusion, which is the it is the direct sequel to. Um, weirdly enough, I think Fusion has more dread in it than Metroid Dread does, as like a emotional theme running through it. Um, but the last big one I want to bring up is uh, Psychonauts Two. Oh, nice. Yeah, a, a sequel to another amazing game. Um. A whole bunch of new gameplay elements, a whole bunch of old elements come back. Continuing, you know, continuing the storyline. Uh, some wonderful. Uh, Jack Black's level is the, the level for the character who is voiced by Jack Black is amazing. Like it's visually an aut and like as a visual auditory, just conglomeration. It's an amazing level. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. It was my favorite level in the game. Yeah. So, if you ever played Psychonauts, or if you haven't played Psychonauts, and are like, man, people say Psychonauts is really, really great, and you want to avoid the Circus of Meat. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, is the worst part of original Psychonauts. Yeah, um... I definitely, yeah, I, I've got some thoughts to say when it comes to my honorable mentions on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, yeah, Psychonauts 2 is a no-brainer. More more wacky. It, it was really nice having a game with such a wacky sense of humor. In 2021. You know, a level of absurdist and... Dark, absurdist comedy was a real breath of fresh air this last year. Nice. Did we... Very nice. Did we miss... It? Barra, I think you mentioned honorable mentions that you maybe wanted to go over those. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, I think... It did, has, did, has everyone else done them? But yeah, I guess everyone else has done them. I thought, Allie, did I skip over you? I thought I you had done it. I don't know if I did, but I, I thought, am... I thought, I thought you, I thought you did them last time. Sorry. I don't, I don't remember, but I'm good. Um, you don't have to be if you have honorable mentions. No, I'm good. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, well then. I think I, right. I've got a whole bunch of honorable mentions, and Allie, if you come up <laughs> with other ones, just you know, chime in after. Oh my gosh. But uh, Psychonauts is definitely one of them. Uh, I hadn't played it in a long time. Uh, like, and, 
to be clear, you're talking about Psychonauts one. Psychonauts now, one, two, yes. Correct? Like yeah. I played it on a friend's machine in college and more than a decade ago, and then you know the we all went home before I could finish it, and this is the tragedy of life. Uh, and then I picked it up because it was on Game Pass, and right now I'm stuck at the meat circus still. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but a lot of press, you know. There's some definitely frustrating gameplay elements, but first-rate story, um, and definitely, you know, just, like, makes you feel, like, it, it, like, it writes children and childhood, and, like, like, you know, childhood, uh, infatuations and, like, you know, crushes and stuff, and summer camp, just, like, better than, I think, really anything I've seen in a long time, certainly in a video game. Like, it's weird and grotesque, but so is being 12. Like let's <laughs> being twelve is gross. So gross. So yeah, um, definite honorable mention there. Uh, honorable mention movies. There's a lot of like, like you know, for like movies that like were really great. I think Green Knight was probably my favorite this year. Um, and but there's some really solid honorable mentions and like you know, uh, I mean yeah, like I. Yeah, Dune, obviously, of course. Love Dune. Uh, the French Dispatch is a good movie. It's, you know, a lesser Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie, but a lesser Wes Anderson movie that doesn't suck, which is still a pretty a good Wes movie. A Wes Anderson. <laughs> well, lesser I mean, Anderson, if you would. A Wesser Less well, Anderson. Well, let's put it this way. Grand Budapest Hotel is like... A beautiful fucking movie. How do you top Grand Budapest Hotel? You don't. You just walk away. It's like you can't top that fucking movie. It's like Wes. I'm sorry, you've peaked. <laughs> and I mean, you know, but that being said, like you know, Moonrise Kingdom and Fester Fox. Moonrise Kingdom is very good. Too. Yeah, like there, there's he's made a lot of great movies, and so you know, when it's like eh, this is pretty fine, it's it's still it's honorable mention, but certainly disappointing enough that if like you really love his movies like my girlfriend is just like she was like that should be in the dishonorable cargo it was so good but like yeah so um and uh you know last night in soho i think is definitely in that category in terms of like good movie uh pretty oh you know like edgar wright can do a horror film uh pretty great stuff uh no time to die the ne- the new bond movie i really I enjoyed that. Uh, it's a lot of standard Bond movie, but the ending is great, which is interesting. And a lot of times when something's like pretty like steady, like the ending isn't what is like the best part, but it gives the Daniel Craig Bond a fucking great send off. Uh, and yeah, I mean those are th- those are some of the. And then, guess the third other thing would be um, uh, Uncharted. I finally played an Uncharted game. It was Uncharted Four, yeah. uh, which also interestingly enough won Game of the Year. Um, with Baftas in that year, and that was great. It was like reading a great young adult novel, um, yep. and with like kind of like the perfect level of like action platformer difficulty. Like I died just enough in that game, uh, and then ter- and there was uh, it's also a good year for family animation. Mitchell's versus the Machines was great. Oh yeah, Mitchell's versus the Machines was so <laughs> very good. very good. Sorry. No, no, wow. And, I, and there's a reason why I was asking to do that cast forever. It's great. Um, and then not as good as Mitchell's, but still both quite solid. Um, uh, actually, you know what? I take that back. Luca was if good, if not better. And Luca was very good. Um, if you have like a soft spot for like 
childhood bromances in the Mediterranean, then like, yeah. <laughs> very specific. That is a very okay. specific soft spot. It's a very specific soft spot. Did I mention it also involves sea monsters and delicious pasta? Um, it's but no, Luca's very sweet and lovely. Uh, I liked Luca. Yeah. I yeah I yeah um, and I also enjoyed Encanto too like not as much as Mitchell's versus the Machine, Ains or uh, or Luca but it's also you know it's like a number of good winners there, of uh, in uh, terms of just like really solid uh, of just like you know you know and some some good songs and uh, doesn't really totally stick the stick the ending fully but still very enjoyable. Um, and yeah, and Marvel. There was good Marvel shit this year too. Is I guess the final thing. I mean, we 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 started the year with Wandavision, and Wandavision, despite having okay ending, still pretty excellent, and with some amazing episodes. And the new Spider Man's great, and uh, we should do a cast on it. Um, it's not into the Spider Verse, but then is but then what is? And the other stuff that brings on the uh, puts on the table is like mwah, Chef's kiss. So yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> did you not like anything that came no i'm just kidding no, i fucking hated dexter man it broke my heart <laughs> I, mean, I really feel bad expect? for that dexter it's show dexter. now oh my god <laughs> you played yourself full by thinking dexter could be good again <laughs> this is true this is true yeah that, that, that was... <laughs> but the, the... you could have been one. you could have been one of Barra's 30 honorable mentions but no you were his most disappointed <laughs> i deserve all of that yes yes <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's fine. No, no, no. It's like uh, cur- curating is not always the strongest suit, especially since like there. I guess the reason why there was as many mentions there was is that like there were some things that clearly blew me away this year. Um, but like there was a lot of stuff that was just like fairly solid. You have to think back. Oh yeah, I did enjoy that, and that was good. Um, but yeah, in terms of like actually like knock your socks off and such, it was like. Um, there were less of those things this year than I think otherwise, but the ones that were there really hit hit very very hard. Um, so yeah, and uh, there's just some good stuff all around. Nice, right? Nice. Well, I think that was a satisfactory year in review. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty one didn't completely suck balls. It did not. <laughs> Mostly, as far but not as completely. media and games are. I concerned. said didn't completely. I know, I know, I know. And I hear you. The majority of it sucked balls. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's okay because twenty twenty two, you can do better either by sucking less or by sucking more. Up to you. We will see, and we'll hopefully we'll be back in the. <laughs> nihilism nothing matters no so yeah there's a lot of exciting casts in our future though that i'm very excited to do Mm -hmm. Uh, and you all matter and as 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 that is the case i would like you all to send us off and promote whatever you need to well i was actually gonna say uh if only because i have a funny answer for this tell me one thing that you are all excited for in 2022 it can be anything. Literally anything. It could even be, I look forward to waking up tomorrow and having some coffee. This is going to make me sound like a gamer, whatever, awful person, but I am looking forward to Elden Ring quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, buddy. 
Tristan. <laughs> Does anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, oh, you, you go, Tristan. Uh, I don't know. Season two <laughs> of Comey can't communicate. Hey, it's supposed to start in April. First season was good. Nice. So wholesome. So adorable. So precious. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to the next movie from one of our uh, mutual favorite directors as he decides to go from taking oh, yes. to taking stuff set in America overseas for Robert Eggers' The Northman. Oh my god, you son of a bitch. I was going to say would... The Northman too. <laughs> it looks so fucking good. I mean, come the fuck out. It looks so fucking good. Okay, I'll give you my joke answer then, because I was debating, do I give the joke answer or the good answer? So, Barris stole my good answer. <laughs> so my joke answer is the new The Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> I mean, it has the things the other one was lacking, right? Knuckles, Tails, and Jim Carrey bald all the way through. And Idris Elba's like, I'm not going to play Knuckles sexy. And it's like, you're going to play Knuckles sexy. <laughs> It's happening. You're Idris Elba. It can't not. I mean, happen. also, isn't like the purpose of Sonic to create slash fiction? <laughs> <laughs> Idris Elba, oh welcome God. to the internet's world. Well, Sonic, why are you praying? Oh God! <laughs> but but Sonic, what happened to Big the Cat? God damn it, Cage! <laughs> Uh, this is what you get for stealing my good answer. Hey, this is hey. why we can't have nice things. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all just your like, fault. Also, the freaking the the the, the cast in this movie too. Like, I mean, yeah. you get it's, fr- it's got Willem Dafoe and Ethan Hawke and Alexander Skarsgård and freaking Nicole Kidman and Anya Taylor Joy, Bjork. Bjork's there. What the f- Bjork's in that? That's of what I was like. I'm Bjork in. Is I'm in. in. She has she to totally be in it. has to be in it. It's a Viking. You know what? It's funny for her being like just such an icon of Scandinavia. They haven't just tried to poach her into a bunch of Viking movies, which is weird. Because Bjork knows better. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, just she knows. Yeah, I better. guess she. I, I guess she's very careful. It has to be the the most quality of Viking movie, and. Uh, I wonder if there's a story about how Robert Robert Eggers got her to do that. Like, I wonder if it was easier if he had to, like, just, like, go for it. I don't know, but I'm very excited. Extremely excited. <laughs> when does that come out? Maybe if Avocrad's good, like, we can go fucking see it together. Um, it's April 22nd. We'll see if the world's ending or not. But if not... <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I have a slight feeling that COVID will still be a thing in April. Just a Uh, hunch. Well, I guess then we all rent it and we watch it together. Streaming. Zoom party time. Right? Yeah. Man, I really hope season three is the season where uh, we actually get some good character development. (laughs) Unfortunately, good character development often often comes in Empire Strikes Back's All Is Lost moments. And I'm worried that 2022 is going to be that. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us for another year of wonderful, lovely hangs and podcasts. 
Yeah, thanks. Let's go around the horn and promote whatever you'd like. Allie? Toot, toot. Uh, I don't know. I always say drink water is good for you. I'm currently streaming season eight of the Mahjong Soul Tournament Ginger Cup. Yeah. So come and come on, hang out on my Switch channel. Woo! It's a fun time. You don't, sit, you don't have to if you don't want to. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, be kind to yourself. Very nice. And be Wise kind words. To others. Otherwise, I'll find you. <laughs> Vera, do you have it? You won't like it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, so, uh, my union that I'm part of, the Pioneer Valley News Guild, we got a first contract, and so Yay! we are feeling great. And, uh, we, and there was much rejoicing. Uh, so Yay! go subscribe to the Daily Hampshire Gazette and also other local papers that may be near you. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah, support the labor movement. Uh, and support journalism, support the labor movement, support the peanut butter and chocolate that happens when they come together. And, uh, yeah, do that. <laughs> do that, please. I had a peanut butter and chocolate donut today, and it was really, really yeah, good. Yeah, and, Allie, <laughs> having, like, eaten your food recommendations when I got to visit you last year, which was one of the highlights of the year, just saying. Oh, yeah, that was my actual Aww. favorite thing, was getting to Thanks, see Vera. <laughs> but, seriously, Allie not only is a great host, but Allie has great taste in food. So, like, everything just, like, Aww. slapped in terms of food stuff. So, shush. Yeah. You shush. You're making me go red in the face. You're making me blush. <laughs> Dan, what are you promoting? Well, Tristan, uh, yeah. I, I was just going to promote spoiler media, so I don't know if Tristan yeah. had anything. I s- sort of once in a blue moon stream on Twitch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, find me at the underscore millennialist. Uh, I want to echo what Allie said. Drink water. Your body yeah. needs that shit. Your body needs it. And I'm that, also on tea that water. fancy water. You don't need that. Just good, clean water. That's all you need. Drink more of it. You can find this podcast on spoilermedia.net slash spoilercast or spoilermedia.net. You can find it on any of those typical podcast services, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all those Spotify mm-hmm. things. Ah, Spotify! There's a bunch of different options out there for you. And you can just go to the website if you want to listen to the stuff, too. It's there, there for you there as well. Yep. Getting closer and closer to episode 100. We are. It's exciting <laughs> stuff. Yeah, we got to think of something fun to do for 100. Yeah, we do. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. I'll perhaps think about it. I'll have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, thank you, everyone. And here's looking forward to 2022. See you later. Woo! Bye-bye. Bye.